Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel. You know, I wasn't going to do this tonight. I wasn't going to do this for a while. I was, um, I was thinking that maybe I would hold off on, on the podcast stuff for a bit. Um, just a lot. Obviously, I'm busy. I work at a newspaper and um, a couple of newspapers, really, here in uh, Massachusetts. And, um, you know, it's been crazy. So there's been all sorts of stuff going on. We're trying to, you know, still promote the paper while covering all the... Pro, covering all the um, coronavirus stuff, and now, of course, the protests and the riots and this and that. And, uh, you know, so doing that just means that, you know, it never ends. You know, you're, you're always plugged into the news cycle, and you're always um, looking around. You know, I can't stop now. I mean, I can't, you know, there's always something that comes across the transom. And, uh, you know, you got to talk about it, and you got to write about it, and you got to... You know, for the hard news stuff, you got to send the reporters there and this and that. And so anyway, I wasn't going to start the a podcast. Um, my wife uh, wanted me to start, and she said it's a good idea. And it kind of, I mean, I've, I've I had one a couple of years ago, and I still do one, uh, one called the Point of Things. It's a kind of a weekly pro- podcast that I do, which is more uh, shooting the breeze with a friend of mine. It's kind of a tech journal thing. But as far as my own, I was not going to do anything. But I. Uh, this is just, this is gone, this is, I've been pushed to do it as of uh, today, and um, I, things have gone sideways in the world, and I think it's uh, worth talking about. The, the thing that got me today, specifically, was just a search I did for uh, checking the wires, checking the Associated Press, just to see what there was nationally that we could use to see what it was generally and what we might be able to use for the newspaper. So I, uh, <laughs> so I'm looking at the AP and in Seattle, among other things happening with the protests and riots around the country is 
A bunch of these rioters and protests in Seattle, Washington, have taken over part of the city. They've taken over the city. They've fenced it off. They've got an intricate array of you know dining facilities and security and uh, and law resources. There are lawyers there and all sorts of stuff. They have their own uh, police unit there, who was headed up by a warlord, who has now become a media star. And uh, the police department, the the police HQ in the area has been abandoned. They have gone. They're out. They they um, bolted. Once the bleep was hitting the fan. And so it's complete chaos, and there are people in within the six blocks who live in within it, and they have they're asked for their papers, et cetera, coming in and out, and while they're traveling, it's like as if there's a Stasi roaming the area, and it's remarkable because you live there, you live in the city, in the middle of Seattle, and suddenly they've cordoned off, they've put a fence around you, and you live in now what they're calling their own country. It's called Chaz, which is Capitol Hill uh, Autonomous Zone, and it's Antifa types and other just you know unemployed radicals have have done this and of course the police in seattle have backed off they've been they haven't done anything for really years where there have been all sorts of clashes going on and the police uh take a um lead from behind role to borrow a term and generally let mayhem enter the street so this is what they have so (laughs) so i'm looking around today for a wire story an associated press story that maybe we'll use on the uh, maybe the newspaper, or maybe I'll just use myself here. So, looking for a wire story. Remember, there is a, a six blocks have been taken over in Seattle, Washington, taken over by violent protesters who will not let you in. There are reports of uh, human trafficking inside, of all sorts of illicit crime and drug use uh, inside. Obviously, people are getting shaken down, harassed. Certainly, uh, looting and uh, and um, you know destroying property and all sorts of mayhem. They've taken it over and called it their own city. That's fine. Okay, so I'm looking around for Seattle and looking for a, a, a news story, and I'm seeing this about protests, that about protests, this about the lockdowns, that about the lockdowns, and then I see this AP story, and it says this is the headline from the AP story. Trump fumes as protesters stake out festive zone in Seattle. Trump fumes as protesters stake out festive zone in Seattle. Festive zone. So the amount of bending over and twisting yourself into ever coming up with the term festive for that area is absolutely astonishing i cannot imagine it is no doubt it is no secret that the media has a problem with this president with conservatives generally we all know it but for that to be the headline it's so incredibly it's so comedic really because not only is the is the uh newly the new internment camp referred to in this headline as a festive zone where there's a warlord, by the way, with an AK-47 who makes sure that the uh, festivities, I guess, are under control. Um, but the headline is Trump fumes. So in other words, the story is Trump fuming. That's the what you need to know. Trump is fuming. As protesters, which are good, stake out festive zone 
mean Trump. You know, they're just trying to have a festive zone. What's wrong with the guy? So this is why I did this. Uh, I jumped over to the microphone here, and I as I can't freaking, I can't deal with. There's been so the media has been gone. They've been absolutely gone. Nobody's talking about this thing in in Seattle. Maybe Fox News. Maybe someone talk radio. But it is noteworthy that there are people now encased against their will in their own buildings, in city blocks in this country. It is noteworthy. It is a big deal. <laughs> okay, so here's the AP story. Following days of violent confrontations with protesters, police in Seattle, so in other words, the violent confrontations were because of police, police in Seattle have largely withdrawn from a neighborhood where protesters have created a festive-like scene that has President Donald Trump fuming. Now, I would say that was taking liberties as well, to know whether or not the president is fuming. Trump taunted Governor Jay Inslee and Mayor Jenny Durkin about the situation on Twitter and said the city has been taken over by, quote, anarchists. Trump's quote says, take your city back now. If you don't do it, I will. Uh, so now here's a AP continues. So now they're going to give you a little background on the Autonomous Zone. The Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone sprung up after police on Monday removed barricades near East Precinct and basically abandoned the structure after officers used tear gas, pepper spray, and flashbangs over the weekend to disperse demonstrators uh, they said were assaulting them with projectiles. The president, back to the president. So there's all the background you need. The priest did things like, this is what the priest did. I'm sorry, this is what the police did. Uh, um, as the police used, all you need to know from the AP is this, the police used tear gas, pepper spray, and flashbangs over the weekend to disperse. That's all you need to know. So now we're back to Trump. The president has sparred before with Inslee and Durkham, both liberal Democrats. Inslee previously sought his party's president. So yeah, it goes back and forth, and it goes back and forth. And it, it, then it goes to Black Lives Matter, and essentially it's uh, it veers off. It, you know, in other words, they have put out the burning inferno that is the this crazy story of total chaos in the streets of Seattle, and they've redirected any kind of uh, heat at the president and the police. So that made me crazy. So you got to understand that's if that's an AP article, and it is, that'll be in tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of. Um, of news pieces all around the world, all on the web, throughout the world, everywhere. And that'll be, what people will get from that is that there was a festive zone and Donald Trump, mean Donald Trump, um, it has a problem with it. You know, these people, after the police went in there and beat them up and uh, tear gassed them, they, oh, they just wanted festivities. And Trump can't even handle that. He doesn't want anybody to have fun. So that absolutely killed me. And the other thing that's that's got me crazy here is the media going right back to it's so crazy so you we've all been doing this together this is kind of a therapy session right we've been in this thing together right we saw we all we have all been locked down that's its own story we've all been locked down and we were told to lock down for two weeks and then a little bit more a little bit more and here in massachusetts anyway and uh, it, it essentially we're still we're just entering phase two of the lockdowns, so businesses obviously tanked and livelihoods have been destroyed and you know hopes and dreams are either um, have either been permanently 
uh, dashed or are certainly being held off. And then the George Floyd video comes out and shows this horrific killing of this guy, George Floyd, in Minneapolis, which was horrific to watch and, um, and just chilling in the length of the thing, eight minutes, and essentially this guy is snuffed out. It's horrible and killed. And, um, and it takes a couple days, and the cops make their arrests, and they make their they uh, they're charging four people, like four cops all together, I think, for their for this. And uh, the attorney general in Minnesota, Keith Ellison, is uh, he kind of up the charges, and so there you go. So the killing was horrific. Justice is being served. Regardless of that, there's been a spate of killings recently, um, including uh, Armand Arbery. Um, where young black people have been killed. His wasn't a police killing, but it seems, just reading, going on the merits, it seems like this kid was jogging through a neighborhood, or whatever he was doing, doesn't matter. And a couple of uh, yahoos seem to have deputized themselves and and tried to hunt him down. He got an altercation with one of the guys, and they shot him. Never should have, it should have been police there, they never should have been. Uh, out there hassling this kid it's ridiculous so these high profile cases have have come up and people have seen them and people are are cloistered in their houses under quarantine and so uh, between the the energy i think that people have pent up and anxieties and the the awful facts and this awful video and there is an issue with uh you know police incursions in minority communities Bang, we have the protests, and there goes Black Lives Matter, and uh, all the other pol- politics flow into this um, this tsunami of activity, which everybody knows resulted in, I mean, it's going to result in some reforms, probably, some kind of uh, policing reforms, we'll see what that means at all, but, but like these things, these things are kind of organically uh, wildfires when they happen, and so... We had protests and riots in every city in Boston here. We had them. They had them in New York. You had them all across the country, all across the world, actually. And the usual thing is happening when you have these days. People start tearing down statues and making bigger issues out of it. And that's a different story, et cetera, et cetera. So what got me is during this whole thing, the media completely dropped the coronavirus. COVID-19 was over. That's it. We had something much more important happening here, something that was too important to dismiss and too important to even take our eyes off of. You know, it was so important that if you uh, at all strayed from, you know, the going mantras of the day, then you were, uh, you know, marched out of newsrooms and and off of um, off of uh, you know boards of directors and this and that. There's a lot of passion in this thing. A lot of it, of course, stoked by our politics, which is just terrible in this, in this country. So then they drop it. The media just drops talk of COVID-19. Remember, we were told you have to stay inside because it may not kill you, young people, but it's going to kill your grandparents. And Grandpa and Grammy are going to die because you're going to give them the virus. Well, so you know there are tens of thousands, probably hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people out in the streets protesting, not practicing the safe distancing and all that stuff. And the media says nothing about it. They do nothing to condemn it whatsoever. A couple of times politicians are asked about it, and a couple of newsmakers are asked about it, and they say, well, yeah, this is so important, so important that we're not going to dissuade people. Well, if it's so important for the black community to survive, then you would think that it's important to make sure that they don't go home and kill grandpa and grandma and all the people in the protest, not just Black Lives Matter. 
it's so you would think that that is doing a big disservice to be applauding people marching in streets and contracting this stuff and spreading this. We were told it was so important, but they totally dropped it. They totally took a step back. They they redirected their priority towards the importance of this movement, towards the you know centuries centuries of um, of um, oppression, etc. And the fact that it continues today with systemic racism, and of course uh, Donald Trump, who's a committed white supremacist, as far as the media is concerned, they don't even qualify the term; they throw it right out there. They call him racist in in, in newscasts and on the chirons and everything. So they refocused. It's all George Floyd, Black Lives Matter, all the time. They're they're everybody's pressured to go out and. In um in communities and to take a knee, the most lily white communities in the world are taking a knee and doing the black power symbol. Now, uh, you know, in posting it on Facebook, so everybody knows that they're good, that they paid their dues to whatever this huge uh, peer pressure moment is. Uh, and then, and then it peters out a little bit, so it's starting to peter out, and you hear more talk about places opening for business. And now Donald Trump has made it clear that he's going to be campaigning again, which we all knew was going to be coming at some point. And guess what? Guess what's back? The U.S. can expect another 100,000 Americans will die from the virus by September. A grim new projection as the country approaches 2 million. Those are big numbers, by the way. So now is that because of... most? The best thing is, is that most of the media outlets are saying it was because of the early lockdowns ending in mostly red states, of course. But I would think maybe the last 10 days or so of mass protesting, rioting, looting, unprotected in any way, maybe that's a factor, if this is going to happen at all. Confirmed cases. This morning, Miami's beaches reopened. In New Jersey, up to 100 people can now gather outdoors. And this weekend... Yeah, the beaches are the problem. Miami's beaches are the problem. Not the 28,000 people in the streets of Minneapolis or Washington, D.C. or anything. It's the beaches, right back to Florida, by the way, run by a, by a Republican. It's unbleeping believable, unbelievable that they have the gall to say this. And listen to the aplomb that he's, that he's using to, to broadcast with. NASCAR will allow some fans back in the stands. You know what NASCAR is. Yeah, those are not the right type of people. Our daily new case count is falling, but is there devil in the detail? Hospitalizations are up in at least a dozen states since Memorial Day. And in 19 states, the average daily new case count is rising. A lot of people are. I got to say, I do like that guy's broadcast style. It's way the hell over the top, and I do appreciate that. But they apparently think it's over. It's clearly not over by any means. This is Wolf Blitzer yelling at you. You say it's probably going to get a whole lot worse. 19 states, uh, Lena, are actually seeing their number of cases go up right now. And since Memorial Day weekend, hospitalizations are up in at least a dozen states. And the daily death toll is still... Since Memorial Day weekend. Anything happen after Memorial Day weekend? Anything big that uh, resulted in uh, tens of thousands of people pouring out into the streets? Mm. Very high. Uh, so do parts of the country need to do a, a 180 right now, re-implement some of those safety measures uh, that we saw originally. <laughs> do a 180. So, by the way, if you had to tank your business uh, three months ago 
and uh, you're still dealing with the kids not being in school, and you're looking, you're doing side gigs like delivering groceries or Uber or you know mowing lawns and whatever it takes. Uh, CNN cavalierly should we close it back up? You know, in the form of lockdowns. Sobering new data about coronavirus-related hospitalizations. Who here is sick of sobering new data about coronavirus? Raise your hand. Can you believe anything these people say? Anything? Nobody has a GD ounce of credibility on this anymore, including the sobering new data. By the way, which still isn't inclusive because, yes, there are more cases, but there's also more testing. If we start to hear that there are more cases and there are more people in the hospital and that surges, well, that's the trouble area, right? That's the real thing. That's what we were told that we had to go underground for because there would be a surge in the ICU and there would be pandemonium in the hospitals. And that means PPE and ventilators, if you forgot. Those were the religious day, uh, words of the day uh, before we moved on to uh, defunding police. So, Up in at least a dozen states since Memorial Day weekend. In Arizona, 79% of the state's ICU beds are currently in use. We're seeing more and more reopenings. Los Angeles County just announcing today that music, film, and TV production can resume on Friday, obviously with restrictions and safety protocols, Wolf. So the end of the world is back, and that's where we are. And this media has been absolutely terrible. Terrible. I mean, we had just Katie Turk today just told, told people to read Howard Zinn. I don't even know where to begin. It has been so bleeping crazy out there. <laughs> oh, man. It has been just absolutely crazy. <sighs> they've got they've, this. Oh, i got to get the celebrity thing. The Oh, we got to play this. Okay. The uh, celebrity, a bunch of celebrities got together for Wave 2. You know, they got together and did their Imagine uh, a video where... Bunch of rich drama kids from Beverly Hills, uh, you know, to, to uh, saying to you, telling you because they're so good and virtuous and special that that you'd get through this tough time, and they would serenade you. They took the time out of their very important lives. They're very important. They took the time to sing to you. Well, now this is taking a different turn, and a bunch of stars. And who are they here? Um, okay, Kristen Bell, Keisha, Aaron Paul, Stanley Tucci, Bryce Dallas Howard, and Deborah Messing um, have a new video for you. It's called I Take Responsibility. I Take Responsibility. I Take Responsibility. Piano. I Take Responsibility. I Take Responsibility for every unchecked moment, for every time... They're trying to out-drama each other, too, which is just fantastic. If you watch this video, and um, a couple of them you can see reading their lines that are written down, Stanley Tucci and Messing especially. But, man, just feel the self-importance. It was easier to ignore than to call it out for what it was. Every not-so-funny joke. Every unfair stereotype. Every blatant injustice, no matter how big or small. Every time I remained silent. Every time I explained away police brutality or turned a blind eye. I <laughs> what is the messaging here? Is the messaging uh, uh, BLM, please don't destroy my neighborhood. Is that the messaging or is the messaging that I'm a really, really good person because I'm willing to prostrate myself here and admit that I'm a horrible person? Take responsibility. Black people are being slaughtered in the streets, killed in their own homes, 
These are our brothers and sisters, our friends. Now, that is happening in some cities like Chicago, but it's not happening for the reason that they're all protesting for. Our family. We are done watching them die. We are no longer bystanders. By the way, this is also, if this isn't subtle bullying, I'm going to admit, to admit all these things and use all these affirmations. And what I'm telling you, I live in Beverly Hills and I'm important. So what I'm telling you, person who lives in Woburn, Massachusetts, or, um, you know, Berkeley, uh, California, what I'm telling you is that if I can do it, and I'm special and important and have time to do much better and cooler things, I think you can do it. Hold on, I got the dog out. Hold on. What must it be like to sit next to somebody like that? You know, the self-importance. Yes, I'm, I feel very... You know that there's the kind of people who blow their coffee and tea and they can hear it and their hands are always... Their sweaters are always up to the end of their, their fingers and their hands. We will not be idle. Enough is enough. I will no longer allow an unchecked moment. I will no longer allow racist, hurtful words, jokes, stereotypes, no matter how big or small, to be uttered in my presence. Great. More language, please, are coming. I will not turn a blind eye. Going for a jog should not be a death sentence. Sleeping in your own home should not be a death sentence. Playing video games with your nephew should not be a death sentence. Shopping in a store should not be a death sentence. So this Business guy, as usual should not. This guy, I don't know who he is. He's got the he's got the beard and the mustache, and he takes a lot of time between his lines. And maybe that's da Bryce Dallas Howard. But he's terrible. But this guy, Aaron Paul, he's the guy who really wraps it up. I think he almost gets the waterworks going at the end. Be life-threatening. I stand against hate. I stand against hate. I st wow, what brave heroes. Can you imagine? They stand against hate. Mostly they're reading lines uh, in front of a video camera. Stand against hate. I stand against hate. I will stand against hate. Oh, come on. In love. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I will make my presence known. And killer cops must be prosecuted. They are murderers. We can turn the tide. Thanks, Aaron Paul. That was profound. Had you any idea that killer cops were murderers? It is time to take responsibility. Call out hate. Step up and take action. Somebody, so these are morons, obviously. Somebody made a great observation. It was Brid Bridget, Bridget Fetissey, actually, on Twitter. Who you should follow if you, if you don't. She made a great observation that how like how much of an echo chamber they must operate in every day and their they must have amidst their friends if they did this and their friends thought it was a good idea to do. I mean how just vicious. I mean how, how terrible. You don't know you'd have to say like if my brother did, did that I'd say listen before you do this you have to understand you're going to come off like a nuclear level sanctimonious jackass if you do this. And you'll live on forever as the person that did this, and you'll never, you'll never, you know, it'll, you'll never live it down. Where are the friends of these people? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so, so this was kind of, um, what is the other thing I want to do? Oh, yeah. So, as we go forward here, and you get this first podcast out of the way, um, I am going to talk, obviously, my one of my big focuses is the media 
I'm in the media. I read a lot of media. I see a lot of media. I've been um, I've been covering the media for as a producer anyway, day to day, every day, for a little more than ten years. And one one of the things I started in 2009, I got a new radio gig in 20, 2008 actually. And so in during the Bush administration, I would watch the White House daily briefings. And so all them reporters go back and forth with Bush, and for a lot of his administration, I was always very angry because I figured I was like, "Why are you trying to like give away the enemies the secrets of how we're doing in different parts of the war?" They were technically doing their jobs, I get it, you know, but it's like there's a little bit of maybe we should all be all in a little bit for the troops, but they were being reporters asking questions. That's what reporters do, and then and and then of course, obviously the. Um, press secretary, you know, uh, spins and man and massages the messaging, and so basically you have reporters coming off like jerks and a press secretary who lies, which is what the press secretaries do. They spin message, then and um, obstruct and uh, twist the truth and dodge. That's what they do. That's what you're seeing there, and that's what uh, Bushes did, and that's what. Uh, Clintons did before him, and that's what H.W. Uh, Bush did, and before that, that's what Reagan's did, and all the way since this, I think these things began with uh, with FDR. They're there. The press secretary is there for the messaging, so they're not there to to tell you the truth. If they can tell you the truth, that's great, but if they have to uh, distort uh, facts, figures, etc., then they'll do that because it's about messaging. They're not t- they're not there to tell you how much the administration sucks. They're to there to tell you how much it's it's great and it's always been like that so i used to watch them just about every day during the obama administration and i was really i was i was just often upset that they would give these guys a pass that they would give james carney a pass and uh who was the, the first one uh robert gibbs um and then i forgot who the, the last guy was um ernest josh ernest but it, some of the reporters are good. Back then it was Tapper, Jonathan, Carl, and uh, Major Garrett, and Ed Henry, who was with CNN for a lot of the time. Was They were still pretty good. But always the press secretary would dodge and weave and lie and lie and lie. And they'd lie about Benghazi, and they were lying about the health care uh, reform. And when the website failed, they lied about why it failed. And they were constantly lying and dodging and lying and dodging and and it was just a show. It, but these guys were polished. They were polished communicators, and they were smart. And remember, the media, with a few standouts, were generally for them. So these guys got out of the room generally unscathed. Sometimes they'd be roughed up a little bit. That was how it was. So then when the Trump administration comes, the media leading up to the, the election has already painted this guy as Hitler and scared the bleep out of the country. So Americans who never used to watch these things suddenly start tuning in. And they can't believe it because the press is asking a question and the press secretary is not being honest with them or they're spinning or, or, or twisting the truth. And, of course, the, the, the media outlets would carry all this stuff and they would say, they're lying, they're lying. And then so with social media, et cetera, it's distributed out there. And then... You know, normal Americans who never used to watch these things are like, I can't believe this. This administration lies. They lie. They lie. Like, yes, they always lie. Half of the things I have a problem with President Trump for, 
is what I had a problem with uh, Obama for. They're the same exact things. But with Trump doing them, people always assume it's the first time. He's ignoring subpoenas. Yeah, the, Obama ignored subpoenas. You know, the idea that uh, that uh, that that Trump is, uh, you know, he was shady with the Ukrainians on the phone. I agree, he was shady with the Ukrainians on the phone. Obama was shady with 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 the Russians in person on a hot mic. This stuff is not unique. The shadiness and lying. Washington D.C. is full of lawyers and politicians. What do you think is going to happen? And they're all opportunists and are all looking for the prize. What do you think? These these aren't good people. It's crazy. And then, it, so that's one thing that got me, and we'll talk more about that. In for, and then, of course, you have the media then telling people this is unfounded, this will never happen again. And Trump is his own different kind of cat. There's no doubt about that. And the tweeting is off the wall, nuts, and is no longer useful. Um, so, no, he is a little bit, a little bit different. But other than that, in other than the fact, in other than the fact that he's had more of a He's more of a different kind of cat manager. He doesn't really have the, the t- temperament that you've seen in recent presidents. Um, and, you know, with his lack of cooth and all that stuff. The administration runs like an administration. There are more leaks, of course, because he's upset Washington. And so you're seeing more of the dirty, uh, the sausage being made and stuff than you would ever have seen with any other president. And everybody's getting these leaks and everybody's publishing the leaks and I mean, you can't even. Trump's in there with Pelosi in the in the cabinet room having a meeting. They leak stuff that he said that's bombastic while she's still in there. Staffers go out and leak it immediately. It's crazy. Washington D.C. hates Trump. He's not that kind of guy. He's a liar, but he's not lying in the way that they expect him to. He doesn't lie in in the proper way that it, the Washington D.C. operator lies in. He lies like a New Yorker, and. This the media has just lost it. I mean, this is and when I say they've lost it, I mean something happened leading up to election day, but definitely on election day, it's like this mist went across the country and infected half of the people, and they've gone nuts. And it's happened in neighborhoods where I had neighbors in my old town who suddenly had hate has no family value signs. The next day, and they were there were therapy dogs going around, and there's all sorts of people acting. We had a crime hotline because Trump was inaugurated, and of course it'd be hate mobs driving around and. Gestapo would be, you know, shaking people down and beating the crap out of people. Brown shirts would be ever. There was this craziness. People who were once reputable got this fever. It reminds me. It's like of the of the scene in The Unforgiven with Clint Eastwood, when a kid comes out and says, uh, "Dad, a couple more hogs got the fever." Pause. Hey, pause. Yeah. What's up, son? Two more hogs got the fever. Yeah. A lot of folks have the fever now, and they're. You can't even begin to understand them. Folks like Jake Tapper, he was a good reporter at one time. He's lost his mind, and he says, I'm not having Trump surrogates on because I'm not going to have somebody come on here and knowingly lie. Wait a second. You interview people from Washington, D.C., politicians, and you don't think that there's lying happening around happening around you? Which also goes to tell you that when you hear Democrats speaking, you don't think that they ever lie. Damn, what kind of filter is that for viewers? So anyway, one of the things I want to do is point out when uh, when we see that two more hogs got the fever. When people got the fever, and there's a lot of that happening. People have lost their minds. Certainly not just in in Washington. All over the place. All over the place. There's only a handful who haven't. I I don't know. I think there's a mental health aspect to this thing that's probably much bigger than the presidential election. Um, and some people haven't been infected. Some people are okay. But people have changed. Changed. 
you don't have to love Trump. Trump is, for me, and I did vote for Trump, he was not my first pick. He was, to me, almost the most disposable kind of, um, you know, president in a sense that, that I could have because, you know, I'd be fine with Pence. It wouldn't really matter. And so I'm not a Trump lover. You, you're considered a Trump lover because if you if you don't constantly refer to, for her to refer to him as a misogynist, uh, rapist Nazi, then your people accuse you of being uh, defending him always. But no, I mean, he, I I call him out for a million little crimes, but the big over the top crimes, you know, getting paid by Putin, the whole Russia BS, et cetera. Et cetera I'm not going to buy that just because it's invoked to buy it and because intellectually lazy people latch onto it and feel like they learned something about it because somebody with a soft voice on NPR repeated it to them. No, I'm not going to do that stuff. So a lot of people got the fever. A lot of people have lost their minds. One of the things we'll do is talk about some of those folks. We'll play. I love audio. I'm an audio guy, so we'll we'll bring more audio into the show. I'll, we'll have guests. I'm, I'm on podcasts. I'm on everybody else's broadcast these days. Um, and so we'll do a bunch of stuff like that. So, um, let's see, what else should you know? I don't even have anything. I'm on Twitter at, at Tom Shattuck, T-O-M-S-H-A-T-T-U-C-K. This is just going on to iTunes right now. So yeah, please subscribe. I, I think we'll do a couple of week. If I can start getting in a groove of doing them every day, I will. I don't know, but I will definitely do a couple of week and keep this thing going. Uh, here I do have a day job at the moment. Well, like, keywords being at the moment. Who knows the entire industry? I'm in print. You know the entire industry, the entire business community may look very different one year from now. Um, but uh, we will see. Oh yeah, check out the Lowell Sun by the way. Lowell Sun, Fitchburg Sentinel Enterprise are two great papers with fantastic reporters who do not have the fever uh, in Massachusetts, and they're so professional. And it's worth a digital subscription. If you can do it, and uh, I'll try to make sure that no dumb AP stories about uh, festival zones pop up. Okay, we will see you later. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.